0: Today, I will be talking to the Oscar-winning director of Icarus and The Dissident, Brian Fogle. For the rest of his amazing bio, go and check out the bottom of the episode notes page in your podcast app, and you will see the full bio. We will be talking about the creation processes of his two documentaries, as well, of course, the best topic in the world, political corruption. Don't forget that if you like what you hear today, please rate the show five stars and subscribe to get notified about future episodes. And so, let's get right into it. Well, welcome, Mr. Fogel, to the interview. Thanks so much for coming on Aiming for the Moon.
1: Yeah, happy to to be here to talk to you.
0: Awesome. So to start off, you have directed two amazing documentaries. And it's interesting, both of the stories are, they dive deep into stories that either people cover, but they kind of skip over at the same time. It's, it's really interesting, the two different documentaries you have out. And I'm curious, first off, how do you discover these storylines? Like, what's the process that you go through when you're just researching a subject?
1: Well, um, you know, the the two films that you're speaking of, uh, Icarus and the Dissonant, um, was, I mean, are, are, you know, two very different films and kind of processes that I undertook. I mean, you know, Icarus, as you see in the film, was kind of an unexpected journey. It started as one story and then a year and a half into making it, it really turned into something uh, far bigger um and uh what and more dangerous than i was uh originally anticipating and you know i followed that story and 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 kept with it um and that film you know was made over three and a half years um and the result of which you can see in the film and and the outcome and, and what happened and uh and you know, incredibly authentic as to the truth and the uh uh and the progression of events. Um with the dissident uh, the story, kind of the untold story uh surrounding the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, the Washington Post journalist in 2018. You know, I, I set out uh from the beginning of making that film kind of with a very clear uh objective. I I knew what what i wanted to do um i had the the key subjects of omar abdulaziz uh the uh, saudi dissident in canada and uh hatisha his uh his fiance in istanbul um you know we had built a relationship and i knew that i wanted the turkish government etc and so from the outset of making that film while there's a lot of revelations and a lot of things that i Uh, discovered and things that happened during the making of the film. um, It was very, um, I I don't know what the word is exactly, you know, but basically planned in the sense that, that I knew going into that, uh, the story that I wanted to tell. Um, So it was kind of two very different processes involved. Um, But I think the outcome of, of each of the films, um, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of of both of them.
0: Yeah, it's it seems that you kind of you tailor the stuff to obviously the topic that you're talking about or the storyline or just the events that you were discussing. It's it's really interesting. I'm curious, how do you get these people to trust you? Do you first off, how do you come in contact with these, you know, subjects um the films and then how do you get them to trust you enough in order to put their stories on like film, obviously, and show it to a bunch of people?
1: Um, well, I I think you know trust is always something that uh that that takes uh you know uh, time to build. Trust is not something that is you know is built um you know overnight. Um, or just through a phone call or for a meeting. And so, you know, in the case of Icarus and and, um, and Dr. Rachenkov, Gregory Rachenkov, who, you know, to this day remains uh, in hiding uh, in a uh, protection program, uh, you know, uh, from the Russian government. Um, you know, we, uh, that relationship built uh, over, you know, over, you know, multiple years time. Uh And so the idea of kind of trust, it was, you know, the foundation of like becoming friends with someone, getting to know someone, and then understanding that 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 person is not there to hurt you or harm you or is not trying uh, to do anything that that would be harmful um, to you. And so, you know, in the case of Icarus, uh, Gregory and I really you know the outcome of that of that film and and what we put together um while he certainly didn't have creative control um there were you know approvals meaning i i showed him the film before it was finished and made sure that that he was okay with what we were going to bring forward um and you know a similar thing with the, with the dissident um you know i spent a a couple months uh, uh, a month in Istanbul with Atizia, Jamal's fiance, um, just building a friendship and trust with her uh, back and forth with Omar in Canada. And even the first six months of shooting uh, with Omar Abdulaziz for the Dissident. at the end of each shoot, um, we would leave the camera cards, the actual content with Omar um and said look when you're ready uh, to actually participate in this uh hopefully you know you'll return those camera cards uh, to us I and mean, that was a huge leap of faith but it allowed omar to understand that we were you know kind of partners in this we wasn't out there to exploit his story um it wasn't out there to to do anything um or you know make a film that he was not going to be proud of and so i think you know in in the case um, uh, of of these people, um, the trust that was built um was really built built from a place of, you know, hey, I'm I'm on your side. I'm here to help tell your story, uh, not exploit your story. And um, you know, and how do we and how do we best do that?
0: That's really interesting because a lot of these a lot of these films and books that are based around specific people you obviously need to have a relationship with them and a relationship in which they feel comfortable sharing the information that um that they do with you that in order you get the content by having the relationship with them and as as you said it basically seems you have to go in and make sure they know it's not an exploitative relationship or anything like that it's it's really interesting how that's It's a very, in order, I guess, to produce these films, you have to also have very good skills at being able to be friends with people. You have to have good social skills, obviously, and um, make sure the people know that you're there actually to tell the story. So I guess in some ways, do you think that you have to kind of have um, a race in the horse for some of the stories that you're telling? Because you kind of have to have skin in the game in order to want to tell them else? Does that make sense?
1: Well, I mean, you know, Icarus, I I had skin in the game in, in many, in many ways. Um, you know, Dissident, um, you know, and, and other films that I'm working on right now, I mean, you know, I think you need to be passionate about the story you're telling. I mean, I, I set out to go make The Dissident or want to make The Dissident is, you know, I was enraged uh, that a crime like this could happen. And I was enraged that, uh, not only did Saudi Arabia and MBS, you know, get away with it, um, and for all intents and purposes, um, you know, it, 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 just showed, um, how politics and money and all these things, you know, Trump right or wrong, uh, or, uh, that, you know, uh, that, evil can, can win as long as there's money uh, to be had on the other side of it. And so, so, you know, so I set out and, you know, very clearly um, in making that film uh, that I, that I wanted to shine light on um, what had really happened. Um, and, you know, and in so doing, you get very emotionally invested um, in the subject matter. So you, you know, you start really caring about the people you're dealing with. And certainly that was the case in both films. And, um, and so these, you know, these, these stories become very personal to me, even though they might not be my story or what happened to me. Um, when you start down that path, that's kind of the inevitable consequence of it.
0: So how has your worldview kind of changed since you've made both of these movies, which it's interesting. There, there are movies where or documentaries where you shine light on people who don't really want light to be shined on them. Um, in both in both cases, like the Russian government and then MBS and The Dissident. And how has your perspective on the world kind of changed?
1: Well, I I don't know if I'd say my perspective on the world has uh has changed. Um I just think that I'm I'm very aware of um, you know, in general, uh I'm not very trusting of uh governments, I'm not very trusting of of uh our government. Uh I'm not very trusting of people that are in you know massive positions uh of power, um, because you know, uh we generally see the results of that, uh, that you know, money and power. Um having too much of that are uh, usually not a positive thing. Um, so, you know, I, I I think that I'm constantly aware of that. And um, I, I think I'm very aware of kind of the global machinations um, regarding that, you know, even, even if you look at like what's going on in Ukraine right now, and, you know, there's really nothing anybody's going to be able to do about it if you know what what are you going to do launch a nuclear war against Russia of course not uh okay you're going to sanction them but what's that really going to do um are you going to go invade Russia no are you going to right so so I'm, I'm very aware of kind of how um helpless in a way you know, short of like, you know, destroying the entire planet and, you know, launching nuclear weapons at each other, uh, that, uh, you know, that, that politics work. And so when you kind of understand that, or even in regards of like the, you know, what happened with Khashoggi and you go, okay, well, so are all these companies going to stop doing business with Saudi Arabia? No. Or are they going to stop, you know, uh, what are tens, hundreds, Hundreds of billions of dollars of investment into US companies and global companies by Saudi Arabia? No. Are they gonna, are they gonna invade the country? Are they gonna try to militarily take them out of power? No. So, you know, you you start understanding that that acts of aggression like this or a murder or cheating or whatever you want to call it, um ultimately can happen, will happen, and will happen again, um, because I think we're in a very different um place than uh, then we were, say, 30 or 40 years ago, or even 20 years ago, um, in kind of a global power structure where where one country could really, you know, um, dictate uh, terms over another. I don't, I don't think that that's really the case anymore.
0: Is there something that we can do about it and i'm saying we as in the people who aren't don't have these political positions who aren't in the government who aren't the military is there something i mean obviously you're making films about it so that's doing things and icarus has been cited to change like russia got kicked out of the 2018 olympics and icarus was cited and there's a bunch of stuff that icarus has been has changed what is there stuff that we can do I guess the normal person can do who's not involved in the politics to kind of influence and try to not let the corrupt political people, um, I guess in a word, in a sense, mess up what's going on. So is, what can we do about that? Is there anything we can do?
1: Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think there's anything that, uh, that, you know, somebody personally can do. I mean, someone like me can continue to make films about injustices or uh, or stories that I find compelling, and you know, I'm certainly continuing to do that and plan to continue um, to do that. Um, but I, I, but I think that you know, in in the uh, global sense of things, I mean, the answer is probably no. I mean, maybe that's not the optimistic uh, <laughs> answer, but. You know, I I really don't know what uh, what effect I'm going to have, in, you know, you, you you name it in a in a global conflict situation, other than to um, you know, in my case, uh, try to tell stories about it, um, and I do think that the more uh, stories like Icarus and the Dissident and uh, are brought to light, um, hopefully that changes the. Uh, the future outcome that you know another journalist isn't going to be killed uh, in a consulate, um, even though they might be, <laughs> or that uh, that the next time Putin poisons someone that he'll you know think about the outcome, or maybe he won't because <laughs> he doesn't seem to care. Um, so you know I I don't um, I don't I don't I don't know. I mean I don't really look at things and the things that I do as like. Result oriented in that capacity, I don't, I don't look at my success or failure um, of a of a film, a project that I'm making, uh, dependent on what the outcomes are, or sanctions, or punishment, or this, that, and the other. I look at it more as just um, bringing a story forward, and through that, there's you know, there's there comes education or. Um, awareness or entertainment hopefully the films that I've been that I make uh, as crazy and difficult subject matter they are hopefully they're also entertaining that and entertainment is good in the sense that that compels you to watch and want to care so but I don't know what someone can or cannot do um, short of actually going into politics uh, or devoting their life to that you know, specific organization uh, or organizations to to try to affect change.
0: I mean, obviously, as you talked about, your films are very entertaining and they're very well structured for that. And it is definitely hard to combat, to say lightly, the political forces of the world in general. So I wanted to kind of wrap up here with our last two questions, which we ask everyone is, Number one, what books have had an impact on you and why?
1: Hmm. What books have had an impact on me? Um, and why? Uh, give that a think. Uh, well, Luke Harding wrote a book uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, uh, on the murder of Alexander Litvinenko, uh, and, uh, his book and other books surrounding that murder, um, have brought me into doing a, a limited series with Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, surrounding that murder, which, um, you know, is kind of in light of what <clears throat> I've done with, with Icarus or the dissident, except it's, uh, it's going to be a, a scripted story. Um, I, uh, I certainly there's there's a lot of writers that that I love um, Philip Roth uh, and and his work uh, I just find uh, uh, genius um, and uh, you know and I think uh, Orwell um, you know George Orwell in 1984 uh, certainly has been kind of a uh, a very impactful book at least for me in kind of the the way that the world works. And even when you say like, okay, what, what can you do about something? Uh, you know, 1984, the story is basically the, the government's going to win and, uh, you know, there's, you know, and you're not, (laughs) but, um, uh, those, those books, uh, come to my mind outside of, you know, books that, that um that i really enjoyed for you know just for reading or entertainment or you know or dan brown books or uh, uh and uh books like that that i just enjoy reading uh as a good read
0: that that's really interesting 1984 obviously you cite it and quote it throughout the book and it's seen um it's it's it plays a big role throughout Icarus and it's, it's really interesting. And it's honestly, I read the book and I thought it was a really fascinating, um, analysis of, of, I guess the West. And I, I don't know if that would be considered modern times, but the 1900s. And that was, it was interesting. I, I enjoyed it. And our last question is what advice do you have for teenagers?
1: Um, what advice would I have, uh, for teenagers? Um, I think, I think, I think the advice that I would have is, um, to try not to get caught up in in the whole social media thing. I, uh, I find most of those platforms like Instagram and, uh, really, um, just kind of mind rotting, uh, and, uh, and a place to essentially, uh, have a fear of missing out or stalking others that I, uh, that I don't really find is, is healthy. And I think that, um, the better thing is just to set your own path, do your own thing. Um, and whatever it is you want to do, uh, the only thing stopping you from doing that really, um, is yourself. And so, um, say follow, follow your heart, follow your goals and, always put love first.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Fogel, for coming on. It was great having you on.
1: Thanks, Taylor. Best of luck to you and uh, keep in touch with me.
0: Well, hopefully you enjoyed that episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll have all the books mentioned in this episode linked to Aiming for the Moon's Amazon affiliate page. If you buy the books through that link, not only do you get a great read, but you can also help support the show. So that's awesome. And if you've liked what you've heard today, rate the show. That really helps with the algorithm. So that would be awesome. And if you'd like to stay updated and get notified when new episodes release hit that subscribe button, that also really helps with the algorithm and everything else that goes into that. And share it if you have time and you're interested in that. Follow us at aiming the number four moon on Instagram and Twitter, and you can check out all of my other meanderings at taylorgbloodso.com. So, with all of those plugs, don't forget to set your sights high and aim for the moon. Thanks for listening, guys.